Is Emmanuel Macron the Antichrist? The EI2 is sounding a lot like a Daniel 7 and Revelation 13 fulfillment. And will we see the prophesied world government in 2023? All of this and more today on The End Time Show. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norville. We're taking your calls today. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Two questions for you. Are we going to see the prophesied world government established yet this year? And is Emmanuel Macron the Antichrist? We're talking about how he is wanting to establish this prophesied, or at least it appears he is, Doug, I should say, He wanted to establish this prophesied ten-horned beast. So we're going to dive off into this, Doug. How prepared are you for the backlash that's going to be received today? I'm always prepared, Vince, because I never know what's coming at me. So I'll be fine. That's true. I, you know, (laughs) we got a little hate mail. Oh, man. From my open commentary on Tuesday, opening commentary on Tuesday. What do you mean we got a little hate mail? (laughs) We were both in that. Okay. Um, You You know, I just called the other guy. That, they called me out by that's name. That's true. Yeah. Um, I jokingly said that Doug was censoring us today, which I thought was very obvious that it was a joke, um, which is not true. You don't censor us. But yeah. um, nonetheless, we some people didn't like that. So it is what it is. Uh, I'm, you know, we, we, we hope you still love us. And, yeah. and we're going to talk to, we're going we're gonna to talk today about Emmanuel Macron, and you know we have a show already that we've done, which is titled "Is Emmanuel Macron the Antichrist?" You can go look that up at watch.endtime.com and uh, stream it today, absolutely free. Doesn't matter if you're a subscriber or not. You can stream that entire session today. Is Emmanuel Macron the Antichrist? Is what you need to search. But there's some news that's coming out where uh, Germany and France they're wanting to end veto rights in the EU this year, and of course. Emmanuel Macron is very engaged in that. So we had to bring this subject back up. I know a lot of you don't like us trying to figure out who the Antichrist is, and we're really not actively looking. But when stories like these are in the news every single day, it's hard not to pose the question, is he the Antichrist? Because things are lining up quite well. Um, So we do talk about this in detail in our brand new series, Understanding the End Time, which is available to stream uh, on End Time Plus at endtime.com slash new. And you can also pre-order the DVD series with Dave Robbins today. Endtime.com slash ABC is where you would go for that. You can call us as well. 800 end times the number to join us. 800-363-8463 if you want to call the pre-order, that is. And you'll get over $350 in bonus item, which includes a free year of End Time Plus. So I don't know why everyone hasn't done it yet. But nonetheless, do that today. We've had some delays in production. Everything is at the production house so the books are printed or being printed the dvds are being replicated unfortunately there's been some delays so everything's going to ship in july now we were projected we were quoted initially that it would be june and unfortunately as uh i guess we can blame it on covid still doug 
but uh, I, I don't know, I don't know what I don't know what it's being blamed on. Uh, it's not being produced here, uh, so it's it's being um, it's there printed and being replicated, and will be ready to ship in July. So thank you for your patience on that, and we're extending that those bonus offers through July because of it. So go to endtime.com/abc. All right, Doug. Real quick, is Emmanuel Macron the Antichrist? Emmanuel Macron could actually be the Antichrist. We'll like just have to the prophesied of, Antichrist. Yeah, the the one. I mean, we'll we'll have to see. There's a lot of things that make him very interesting, and like you said, we've talked about it before. And so, uh, you know, I mean, one of the things is his name, because Emmanuel, of course, means God with us. His last name is uh, Mark. That uh, is to uh, it's. I can't remember. It's enunciating a, a, a word or a verb or something is what it means. But anyway, uh, Emmanuel Macron means uh, God with us and a mark. And so that's interesting in itself. And, and he's got like four or five names and they mean they all mean weird things. It's very strange. Uh, but there's a lot of things about him that line up. And we, we covered that in that one program that you talked about. Uh, even the fact that he is uh, also a prince over a uh, an area... Uh, called Adromina, I think, is the name of the place. And, and he shares that with a bishop, an archbishop of the Catholic Church. So it's interesting because this one place that Charlemagne set up uh, back in the, the reign of Charlemagne was always run by whoever the French president was and the archbishop of that area at the time. So it's, it's interesting. There's a lot of things that line up. Uh, but, you know, I mean, we definitely see him becoming more of a mover and shaker in the world right now because mm-hmm. he's even talked with a boss a few weeks ago. He had a private meeting with a boss trying to bring him back to the negotiating table. And so anytime we see things like that, it's always very interesting. So this story today was really eye catching. And I threw in some other things that he's been working on for, for the last few years along with this story that we're going to talk about today, but we're also going to bring Bible prophecy into uh, France and Germany, which are the two people who are leading this um, this first story we're talking about. So in Daniel 7, there's a ten-horned beast. Yes. Real quick, like I guess just a, a quick, you don't have to explain it even. People mm-hmm. have followed us long enough. They'll probably want you to explain it eventually, but yeah. real quick, the Ten Horn Beast, is that a nation? Is that a group of nations? What in the world is that? Right, so, you know, there's four beasts there in Daniel chapter 7. Right. And the fourth beast is the one that we call the Ten Horn Beast. Daniel sees a, a kingdom. It tells us in the book of Daniel that these are kingdoms, these beasts are kingdoms. This one kingdom actually has ten kings in it. So it has kingdoms within the kingdom. And uh, and three of those kingdoms or three of those kings are overthrown by this little horn that comes up among the ten. And so we understand the little horn because of other scriptures telling us that he speaks blasphemies against God and the Most High and all these things that this little horn does. It helps us to understand. It's talking about the Antichrist. So the Antichrist will rise up out of this ten-nation kingdom and uh, he will become very powerful at that point. When it says he's, he subdues three, sounds like he takes over three nations within that ten. We don't know exactly how that's going to play out, but that's what it sounds like. And, you know, we'll, we'll look a little bit more in depth at some of the scriptures here in a little bit. Do we see that beast in Revelation? Yes, we do, because it is part of that one world government beast. 
And so with all the other beasts that Daniel describes in Daniel chapter 7, they all come together in Revelation 13. And Revelation 13.1 says that John sees a beast rising up and it has seven heads and ten horns. So that ten horn kingdom is associated with the entire one world government. Is this the same beast that the woman rides? It is the same beast that the woman rides in, and in the Revelation woman, 17. Which, and there's a whole other bunny trail, but right. the woman is the false church, this, this one world religion. Mystery Babylon. So this one world government and this one world religion mm-hmm. are working hand in hand. Yes. And the leader of this one world religion, we are proclaiming, is going to be the Antichrist. And the leader of this one world religion is going to be the Pope, is who right. we proclaim. Right. And so, is it true or false that Macron has established a ten-nation army? It, he has, but there's more to the story, oh. which we'll talk about here in a little bit. We're right up too. on a break. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, stay tuned to learn more about that ten-nation army that Emmanuel Macron has established. And also, is he the Antichrist? We'll talk more about that on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. A voice spoke a to voice me. spoke to me and said, I've got something, something, I, want I, got to show something you. I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now available for pre-order at endtime.com slash ABC. Go to endtime.com slash ABC or call 800-END-TIME. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to End Time. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines about 877 End Time, 877-363-8463. Give us a call. Um, don't forget to go to endtime.com slash tour. We are taking a group to Israel again. I believe it is in October. So we would love for you to join Dave and Jana Robbins as they travel the Holy Land. You'll get to spend, uh, man, it's pretty much all day with them, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then there's sessions that we have at the end of every night. 
We even go to the Jordan River and do baptisms. You get to go on the Sea of Galilee where Jesus walked on the water and so much more. It's definitely a trip of a lifetime. You don't want to miss it. Learn more about it at endtime.com slash tour. You can request additional information there as well. So do that today while there's still some open spots available. Also, Emmanuel Macron is buddies with the WEF. Is that true, Doug? Yes. Who else is? Facebook, right? <laughs> Everybody, it seems like. Facebook, Google, YouTube, all those places. Mm-hmm. They're all friends with the WEF. Yes. We're talking about Macron today. We're talking about his world government agenda. Of course, they all share this same view. They don't want you to know the truth about this. So they're going to suppress this video without a doubt. So make sure you stop what you're doing right now. Hit the share button. Give us a love on there. Don't, don't do the blue thumbs up. We like that, but the heart is so much better. Give us a heart. Make sure you share the video. And, of course, the more you comment, the better in regards to getting through the algorithms, getting out to your friends and family. So do that right now. And, uh, yeah, share in the comments who do you think the Antichrist is. If, or maybe they aren't even alive yet, according to your opinion. If it's Macron, put Macron. If it's someone else... Let us know who you think in the comments now. All right, Doug, this is coming up because there's this big story about the veto rights in the EU this year. Mm-hmm. And Germany and France are on the headlines of that. Of course, Macron is in that as well. So how do we want to tackle yeah. this story? So, Vince, I want everybody to understand why this is important. And because of these two uh factors here, these two nations that are involved in this, and they are leading it. So Germany and France are are two of the biggest nations that are in the EU, and the EU in itself is very important to Bible prophecy. And so um, this is important because this came out yesterday, and what they're talking about is taking away like the sovereignty of the other nations that are in the EU and giving more power to Brussels. Uh, so that in, in, in and of itself is very interesting. But there's a lot of information here that I kind of wanted to talk about today. Uh, and I know that, you know, we, we don't like to just read articles, but <laughs> it's kind of one of those things that's necessary right now. So uh, if we could just read some of that and where I need to stop you, I'll try to stop you and we'll go into that. Do you want to read that or you want me Sounds to read Sounds good. It? Okay, I'll let you read it. So this is from the Modern Diplomacy. Um, and it's Germany, France want to end veto rights in the EU this year. It says, in what may be the beginning of the end for European nations, Germany and France are determined to reform national rights, including the EU right of veto this year. France and Germany are convinced that a large-scale institutional reform of the European Union, including um, the abolition of the veto on European Council votes, could be achieved this year, French EU Affairs Minister Lawrence Boone and German Minister of State Anna Lerman said. Uh, the two ministers added that both countries consider it important to abolish unanimous voting in the European Council in areas such as foreign policy and taxation or the enlargement of the European Union. This could mean, for example, that Brussels would be able to implement a flat tax rate across the EU or even involve itself more deeply in the war. What's that mean, the war? Yeah, so uh, the war in the Ukraine really is what that's talking about right now. So the EU could be more involved in that war is what they're saying there without having the uh, consent of all the nations that make up the EU. It's a very serious move here because remember, Vince, what... Uh, the UN is trying to do with the WHO. They're trying to take sovereignty away from nations 
to allow these nations to be able to have their countries shut down in case of a health emergency mm-hmm. or some other emergency that they deem an emergency, you know, whether it be uh, a railroad spill, you know, and chemical spill and things like that, anything like that, that then the WHO could then declare it a disaster and they could shut your country down. This is the same thing the EU is trying to do with all the countries that are combined within the EU. They're trying to give uh, or take away those states' power in what they can veto and what they can't. Uh, we also saw a move like this because of the, the move by Russia to go into the Ukraine. There's been talk in the UN that the, uh, the member nations that have veto rights within the UN, that that would be stopped as well. And so these are things that they're talking about in the EU, and I'm sure eventually that's going to come up in the UN. They're going to say, well, look at what Russia's done with Ukraine. Why should they have veto power to stop anything that we want to do? They could stop it because they have veto power. So this could be the beginning of the end of all that, of the veto power. But it's, it's definitely going to shut down sovereignty of these nations, and that's what they want to do. We know that, right? What did uh, we read the other day about some of the goals or some of the predictions for 2030 by the WEF that there would be just a, a, just a handful of super nations that would control the world. It wouldn't be uh, superpowers that control everything like America. It would be a handful of little nations that come together. So what they want is they want a one world government basically and that is what this article is, is really talking about. So I'm sorry, I said a lot there, but I wanted to just kind of you know, reiterate that that's what that's talking about. Um, as I read this, I'm just thinking about all the implications and trying to process it through the lens of Bible prophecy like we do. And mm-hmm. uh, it really becomes quite interesting. You know, a lot of people don't like Emmanuel Macron for uh, Antichrist and, you know, they've got other ideas. But right. the more we read stuff like that, it's like, yeah, the more it gets like closer to Macron. Well, I'm going to tell you an interesting thing because a lot of people, they, they try to take that scripture that says uh, he, the Antichrist is very stout and, and they think that that means stout in the way he looks. That's not necessarily what that word means when you look that word up. It just means that he's very powerful in his speech and he's a very likable person. And I know that a lot of people within France may stand up to some of the things that Macron tries to do. But Macron is gaining um, a lot of popularity around the world. I watched an interview with him with the CNN um, person uh, anchor today, and I was looking at the comments down in the, the comment section, and everybody was praising how well Macron did in that interview and that he spoke English very well for somebody whose you know first language is French. I thought you only watched Fox News. Well, I had to watch everything, unfortunately, because uh, you know people send me things, and I got to watch everything they send. So after Tuesday, you were an only Fox Newser. No, that's what everybody was thinking, but that's not true. So I hardly ever watch Fox News. But anyway, well, this story goes on to say Paris and Berlin claim abolishing the veto is a change that is possible without amending the EU treaties a point hotly contested by several European parties as it would not only give Brussels enormous power but also the largest states such as Germany and France. Now, Germany and France, there they come again. What's the significance with that? Well, we're about to to look at that. So that is where Bible prophecy really comes into play. And so as we move into that, I mean, these are two of the most powerful uh, nations that are within the EU and that's one reason why when you said at the beginning of the show, uh, is Emmanuel 
Kron trying to put together a 10-nation military force, and he's already done that, Vince, to some extent, but it's grown, and so that's why we can't say that it's for sure that. Our eyebrows went up a lot when we first heard that a few years ago. In 2018 is when he initiated this coalition, and he brought this force together, but it's grown a little bit, and we'll look at that here in a second. Uh, But the whole deal behind that that makes it very interesting is this is where we've tried to figure out because the EU has 25 members. And so we've, we've looked at the EU and said, okay, well, we understand that the EU is going to be the modern-day Holy Roman Empire revived. We, we get that. We understand that. And we have scripture that we can kind of show that and help everybody to understand that. We'll talk about that maybe a little bit more if we get to, to the end of the show here. But the, but the problem is, is if they reduce the power of these states and then these people just lose their sovereignty, they just kind of get rolled into these other uh, larger nations. And remember, I think it was earlier this year or maybe the the last of of the previous year where we saw that they were going to begin to do this. They were going to take some of those smaller nations and they were going to kind of separate the two EUs and make it kind of two. And they'd have like the top big nations and then the lower nations down here that wouldn't have as much authority. That's what this is moving toward. And we could actually see a 27-member country dissolve down into a 10-member easily. I think that this could happen through what they're trying to do here. This could be the beginning of that. Uh, And I know that, you know, we look at things every day and we talk about the possibilities that could happen. But when we see so many different things kind of coming to pass right now and coming down at us every day where there's so much prophecy, it makes this very interesting. This article goes on to say that what they're trying to do would allow for the EU to enact a liberal immigration policy, green rules, and various other progressive goals without any hindrance from Hungary and other smaller conservative nations, which kind of describes what you were just saying. Now, I I think about the liberal immigration policy and the green rules. We've talked a lot about that from different angles and how that is uh, very heavily part of the world government agenda, Mm -hmm. of course, we know that the EU and Macron and all these others are going to be in alignment with that. But what, but that jumps out to me, and I'm just curious of your perspective of that. Yeah, well, it, see, we even see this even all the way to the Vatican, which is interesting, too, because we see the Pope pushing the Green New Deal and all the things about right. this as well. And, and one of the interesting things about it is when they get these conservative nations that they're talking about, they're shutting those conservative nations down, basically. They're telling them you can't farm, you need to stop producing you know, your livestock and doing all these things and stop using the fertilizer. They're already starting to implement these things on those nations within the EU. And so those smaller nations are going to suffer. They really can't get out of this now. Like the tentacles are all wrapped around them and they're not going to get out of the EU. They're, they're stuck there. And so just to be, like I said, kind of dissolved into one of those other member states is probably what will happen in the end of this. And this could be how we see that 10-nation union come up. But it's interesting because, like I said, it goes all the way to the Vatican. Macron is one of the uh, leaders that spent the most time at the Vatican with the Pope, and he and the Pope speak on a regular basis. Uh, They really enjoyed each other's company when he went to visit, and they said that his visit lasted over two and a half hours, and no other leader in the world had spent that much time Mm. with the Pope. 
And so that makes him very interesting too. But the Pope is in line with this, which we know when we talk about the Holy Roman Empire, the church is going to have to be in line with that world government entity. So here's like a question from left field. Okay. Okay. Um, I know that the the ribs in the mouth of the of the bear, the three ribs in the mouth of the bear. There's right. a little bit of a connection there to world government, right? With the bear being part of that. Someone, uh, Michael West is watching on Facebook. He wants to know if we think the three ribs could be the UN, the World Economic Forum, and the World Health Organization. I don't think so because I I think that eventually because of what we see in Revelation 13 that Russia will be part of that body. Uh, When you think of ribs being in the mouth and and risen up on one side, that is like an aggressive action. And we feel like that's why we talked about the other day the the two possibilities that we had could be uh, the states that are within China or they could be... uh, Estonia and Lithu- Lithu- uh, Lithuania, Lithuania and some of those other countries there. So um, I don't think that it's going to be those three entities because all those are going to be rolled up in that one world government. Got it. That makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. Um, seeing my dog after it's eaten one of my chickens, right? what it does to the bones, <laughs> makes yeah. a lot of sense on what you just said. Yeah. Um, back to this article here, Doug. I know we're getting a lot of callers. We do have a few open lines left. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be getting to your calls soon, uh, but we will keep continue on with this story for now. Uh, the introduction of qualified majority voting would remove the veto on foreign policy issues, which means that only 15 of the 27 member states representing 65% of the EU's population would have to agree to make particularly important foreign and defense policy decisions affecting the EU as a whole. However, the nature of such a system would favor countries with larger populations such as France or Germany, while smaller states such as Hungary would lose the opportunity to have a say in EU decision-making. Abolishing the principle of unanimity, Ooh, that, yeah. that barely came out. I'm not sure I, I hit it right. That's a hard word. <laughs> they'll, they'll let me know in the comments. In those areas where it still exists for votes in the European Council would be uh, tantamount to taking away the sovereignty of Poland and other smaller states. Okay, and we can we can end there. I know I got a little bit more, but I want to end there just because of time and because of the fact that I want to explain about Poland too because it talks about Poland being one of these smaller states. What do we see right now? What is the EU forcing on Poland to help out in this war? Let us bring our jets and station them in Poland. Poland wants nothing to do with Russia bombing them but yet they're being forced by the eu and the west to allow them to bring pilots to bring planes to bring tanks everything into poland once something like this passes poland would have no voice anymore Mm. whatever the eu said poland was going to do poland would have to do and so that's another reason why this is important well they wouldn't have a choice it would just be you're part of the eu and we are the authority here and you're going to have to do this or we'll roll our own tanks in there yeah i mean they'll just They'll do whatever. They won't, I don't think they'll kick them out, but they'll force them. They'll strong arm them with sanctions and everything else, just like the U.N. does with yeah. everybody. So we can see them lose their voice to where they wouldn't be able to do that. And then that might be why it references the war up there, because these states don't want to go to war with Russia. But we keep seeing the NATO and EU and America kind of pushing that way. Now, Macron has said before, look, we want to kind of stay out of this mess, but he's gotten more and more involved in it. That's what the CNN uh, interview was about. Do we have a clip of that? 
We don't. Uh, I, I wish I would have got a clip of it today, but it was so long I didn't get the clip. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, more about Emmanuel Macron and this world government system and this world religion system after the break. We'll be getting to your calls. 877-END-TIME is the number to join us. We'll be right back. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME. Or go to endtime.com. Welcome back to End Time. Ben Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Don't forget to go to endtime.com slash ABC and pre-order the brand new Understanding the End Time today. It's with Dave Robbins. He's incorporated clips from Irvin Baxter. So it's very special to uh, those of us that helped create it. And then also everyone out there who has followed End Time for so many years and been faithful uh, with praying for us and giving to the ministry to help make this what it is today. Uh, those clips of Irvin uh, are really, really awesome. And, of course, Dave does a great job as well. And so you want to watch Understanding the End Time, but not just by yourself. You know, this is really a tool designed for people to gather together and study Bible prophecy and see how this world is not uh, going to be um, a place where you have to be so scared and worried about what's happening next What Dave does is he breaks down the scriptures. He shows you throughout history and even current events and future events that that will happen and uh, tells you what the Bible says and how those of us that are children of the light are going to be okay. You know, there may be bad things that happen, uh, but ultimately we win if you are on the side of the Lord. And so Dave breaks that down and helps you have an understanding about things like, of course, modern nations in the Bible, like the United States and Germany, what we're talking about today. Um, and then also things like world government and World War III that's coming and that uh, false religion system that we talked about and so much more. Go to endtime.com slash ABC to pre-order today. Everything ships in July now. Um, and so if you pre-order today, you're going to get over $350 in bonus items, including that video call with Dave Robbins where you can ask him questions and uh, hear him talk about the series a bit more on a more of an intimate level. It's kind of like a FaceTime call, but there'll be a bunch of people in there. So uh, be sure to go to endtime.com slash ABC today or give us a call at 800-END-TIME to pre-order and uh, be one of the first ones to receive this newly updated series. 
All right, Doug, we've been talking about Macron. We've been talking about the world government system. We're talking about what's going on with Germany and the EI2 a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the connection to Bible prophecy? We, we hit it a little, but yeah. I, think, uh, I think we could go a little bit more into that, of course. Well, okay, so in Daniel 7, we talked about the four beasts that Daniel sees there, and he explains that these are nations, or it's explained later that these are kingdoms is how it is worded in the Bible. And so uh, in Daniel chapter 7, verse 6, it says, And I beheld, and lo, another like a leopard, which had upon its back the four wings of a fowl, and the beast also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. So there's a lot of information about the leopard there, okay? And remember, these are going to be nations that are here when Jesus Christ comes back to establish his kingdom, Vince. And we know that because of uh, Daniel 7 as well. But what we need to understand is, is it tells us that the leopard has four heads. And it's very significant because it says that the four heads means that dominion was given to it. And so when you look up the Strong's concordance of that, the original word in Hebrew is... Uh, Shultan, which means dominion, and dominion equals sovereignty. So if you look that up, it tells you this means dominion. The Hebrew word Shultan means dominion, and that is actually sovereignty. So every time that they've been sovereign over themselves, there's a head that represents that. So remember, Hitler's Third Reich was in World War II. Then Germany was separated. We had the Berlin Wall come up. You ready for the people to see this graphic you've got here? Yes. Hey, I forgot the graphic. I'm <laughs> glad the graphic is up. If you're so, listening yeah. on the radio, yeah, if you're you've got to go to watch.endtime.com to see this graphic if, if it's going to be up. Yeah, so that's the leopard with the four heads and the wings of a fowl on its back. And so you see that there in the graphic. We've, we've got a picture of that depicting this. And the reason we understand that that is Germany is because once the Berlin Wall fell down, just like Revelation 13 uh, tells us that uh, I saw one of the heads as it had been wounded unto death. It came back to life and the whole world wondered after the beast. That's what's happening right now. That's what we're watching with this story about the EU right now, Vince. And so the other thing that we see there, Vince, is that it has the wings of a fowl on its back. Yes. Well, we know if, if you look uh, in Webster's Online Dictionary... Uh, you can see that it says that the leopard is also the unofficial national animal of Germany. It replaces the tiger, which was, along with the eagle, the national animal of Nazi Germany. The leopard tank was a German-designed tank which entered service in 1965. So it's named after that, that leopard is now their unofficial uh, animal symbol. The other interesting thing is that these four wings of a fowl that the fowl or a rooster is the uh, rooster is the symbol for uh, France. And so if you remember back at the time of the Notre Dame uh, when the cathedral there in Paris burned down, one of the things that was found was a, uh, a rooster that had been on the roof of this church. And I think we might have a picture of that too if they can throw that picture up there. So here's a picture of the rooster, a guy's holding that. And that actually comes from an article from April 17, 2019. And this is, uh, this is what it says about that, that this is a copper statue of a rooster that sat atop Notre Dame. And it had uh, been found battered in the debris of the Paris Cathedral following its devastating fire. Francis, uh, culture minister, said that the sculpture of the bird, which is the unofficial, 
official symbol of France, was recovered Tuesday by a restorer picking through the rumble that was left. So that lets you know that, you know, those two symbols are the symbols for uh, Germany and France. And we believe we're spot on with that. And here's proof just in everyday news right there. And so, and, and Webster's Dictionary. So that's why it's important when we see these two nations come together in the EU and start talking about taking away other nations' sovereignty and giving it more to the heart of the EU. The prophecy alarm starts sounding. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and Germany and France have always had an alliance. It's called the, Germ, uh, the Franco-German Alliance. And it's been happening ever since, uh, really since the 1800s. But it really got consolidated again um, after the... Um, I can't remember what it's called right now. I think it, let me look at my notes here because I think I got it. But it was, there was a charter that was done with them, the Treaty of Rome in 1958. After Treaty that, of Rome. Yeah, very interesting. The Treaty of Rome is, is where they really came together and consolidated this friendship. And Emmanuel Macron and uh, Merkel, when she was the, uh, the uh, ambassador there for Germany, they came together and they... Uh, re-signed this whole treaty to say we are friends until the end here. We're re-signing the Franco-German alliance. So those things are very interesting, and I said all that very fast just to kind of get us to where we can move. But uh, anyway, I'm ready to go whichever direction you want to go now. For the calls, ready for that? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we're going to start in Texas. Sam is watching there. Sam, welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, guys, uh, talking about Macron being the Antichrist. Based on Revelation 17:11, where the beast was and is not, and then he's come back to be the eighth, doesn't the Antichrist have to be dead and re- resurrected like Jesus? So we we don't think so, alive? Sam. What we think that that is talking about is kingdoms that rose up that had that Antichrist spirit. It had that beast spirit. And so we, we do not believe that that is talking about an individual there, but that's talking about other nations that rose, other kingdoms and empires that rose. Okay. All right. Just my opinion. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate it very much. We'll go to Tennessee now. John's watching there. John, welcome to the End Time Show. I think. Hey, John, welcome. Uh, there's a good idea that Macron could turn out to be the Antichrist. Um, you know, you can postulate all day on who it might be or who it would be or whatever. Which I know but you do a lot. <laughs> all indications are that Macron is building up more power in his position. And the Franco-German alliance, especially after the Sixth Trumpet War, could become completely interdependent so close on each other that Macron could rise to the top of that. And if that became the leading government situation in the Ten Horn Kingdom, definitely Macron could become the Antichrist to it. As far as the three ribs of the bear, you could even postulate that the three ribs of the bear could be that the three kingdoms that the Antichrist uproots might be kingdoms that after the war wanted to retain their own capabilities and they had to stop them by running the the Russian military into there and taking over them, which would put Macron in charge again if that was it. So, you know, it's quite possible that Macron could become the Antichrist. However, I would caution people. The first thing that Jesus said when the 
apostles asked him what would be the signs of his coming in the end of the age, he told them, make sure you're not deceived. So take everything that comes along with a grain of salt. Check into it, double check it. It's nice to know we will know perfectly well at the time when he is, shows himself and declares himself to be God, whoever it is. So, uh, you know, it's not going to be official until then. And even though it's nice to postulate and to find, try to figure it out ahead of time, it's not really going to do us any good to know ahead of time because we're going to know for sure at that time. Absolutely. And if you try to figure it out logically, folks, believe me, logic is an organized way of going wrong with confidence. Yeah. So it doesn't work with human beings. So Wisdom from John right there. It. There you go. <laughs> and I'll let you guys... Hey, John, how, how'd you get all this knowledge? What's that? How'd you get all this knowledge? I have, am a graduate of the Jerusalem Prophecy College. <laughs> My, my, my. Very good. And I'm watching you now on End Time Plus. I recommend everybody become a graduate of the Jerusalem Prophecy College. And if you don't have End Time Plus, it's the greatest investment in your own peace and welfare that you're going to find. Get right onto it. Thanks for that, John. Very well worth that $12 a month or $100 a year. And if you order the new uh, End Time package, you'll get a year of it anyway. That's right. So there's commercial. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. And and you made it sound like such a no-brainer. Right. It is. It honestly is. And John, you, you sound good, you too. Do it, it'll do you more good than trying to figure out what's going on by reading the scriptures. Of course, you want to read the scriptures, but let End Time Ministries help you. Those guys seem to know what they're talking about. <laughs> There you go, Doug. Well, John, you, right. you sound great, sir. It's good to hear your voice getting stronger. Every time you call in, it you is. sound better I'm, and better. So I'm praise two the weeks Lord. past all of the uh, radiation thing. They did a Chernobyl job on my neck, <laughs> and I seem to be coming out of it. I hope it comes back as strong as it used to be. But if this is what God allows me, this is what I'll use. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Good to talk to you. Bless you all. Have a wonderful time. You too, sir. All right, I think in honor of John, it would be more than appropriate to type JPC in the comments. Let's see if we can get up to, I don't know, 150 people to comment JPC. We think everybody needs to go through it. Uh, One of the big reasons for it is to help prepare people for the end time, help prepare people to be able not only to have peace of mind on their own, like John stated, but also to help others get to that point. And then there's going to be a time, as you all know very well, Um, where we are taking people over to Israel to help the Jews in Judea and, of course, all of Israel. And uh, we are going to look first to those people who have completed the Jerusalem Prophecy College because we're going to know that they have all the information that they need. So if you would like to be part of that outreach effort when uh, the Antichrist does reveal himself and we go to tell the Jews to beware, you need to complete the Jerusalem Prophecy College. It's very, very inexpensive to go through, and it will bless you um, more than you can measure. We've had people testify that it's changed their walk with the Lord. It's uh, saved their marriage. All sorts of things come out of studying God's Word, as you all know very well. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com right now to enroll in your first course. We'll be right back after the break. 
I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Dingall here with Doug Norvell. We left off the previous segment telling you about the Jerusalem Prophecy College. You can enroll right now at endtime.com slash jpc. The cool thing about Jerusalem Prophecy College is once you enroll in that course, you have access to it forever. It doesn't go away. You don't have to pay a monthly fee. Um, It is that one course fee, and once you're in, I think it's only $59 per course, and it is going to dramatically change your life. And like I said, you get access forever to it. So if you're one of those that think you need to watch the video 10 times, we've got a lot of those. Uh, In fact, I'm kind of one of those. If I'm going to retain something, I need to watch it a few times um, and talk about it a lot and then watch it some more. So the cool thing, one of the cool things about Jerusalem Prophecy College is once you're enrolled in that course, you have lifetime access to it through that one account. So endtime.com slash JPC, you can go through Understanding the End Time with Urban Baxter. You can go through Revelation 1 and 2. You can go through Daniel Commentaries, which, by the way, is only available on Jerusalem Prophecy College. It's not even on End Time Plus. It's a thing that uh, Irvin wanted to do. Um, he passed away before he could produce it, but there is a, um, a streamed version, I guess you could say, where he was teaching the Jerusalem Prophecy College, where we uh, telecast over to, we, we do this every week, where Dave stands here in the studio and, and teaches the students in Jerusalem. Well, we recorded those while Irvin was doing the Daniel commentaries, and it's not produced But it is a video. He's standing in front of a black curtain. Sometimes he takes a phone call. Sometimes he takes a drink of his water in his big silver cup. But that's only available on Jerusalem Prophecy College. So go to endtime.com slash JPC, and that's kind of like a behind-the-scenes teaching with Irvin. It's great. So do that today and dramatically change your walk with the Lord. We're going to go back to the phones now. There's a few open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Give us a call. We're going to go to Michigan now. Pat is there. Pat, welcome to the End Time Show. Greetings from Michigan, guys. As always, you're doing a fabulous job, and I learned quite a bit, uh, even though I thought I came into it knowing a lot. (laughs) Anyway, I wanted to just comment on this Macron thing because he was number one on my list uh, for Antichrist, and I believe the Lord does want us to watch for this using discernment because he's given us many many clues but um just your comment guys on his name uh emmanuel god with us macron meaning mark so i'll just uh, listen for your your comment 
All right, Pat. Well, thank you for that. And you're absolutely right. That's very interesting. And I, I think you're right, too. I think, um, you know, we need to have our antennas up to kind of receive some things and, and try to understand. It's not important that we know at this point because we know that at the, uh, the given time when God's ready to reveal that, he'll be revealed to us. And it tells us that that happens three and a half years into that final seven years when he stands in yeah. the rebuilt temple and he declares uh, to be God. And so whoever the Antichrist is, we'll know for sure at that point. But we're going to have a pretty good idea, I think, of who it could be. And this is definitely one, uh, Emmanuel Macron is one to watch. And I remember when I first started checking into him, all the things I found out about him was just really incredible. So if people started researching something for fun, if you want to do something that will take you down a rabbit trail for sure, start start investigating everything you can about Emmanuel Macron and, and how he lines up. It's very interesting. And we're not saying he is. We're just saying he's an interesting figure that runs France, which is in Bible prophecy, and we will watch and see what happens next. Okay. All right. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. God bless you, Pat. We appreciate your call. We're going to go to Ohio now. Derek is watching there. Derek, welcome to the End Time Show. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, How are you? We are well. How are you doing today, sir? Great, great, great. So my question um, in in regards to the Antichrist, and, and I have been thinking about this for a while, been trying to get in to call you guys to see what your thought process surrounding it um when when we understand you know who the antichrist is and i know that right now we can only speculate um in view of what your topic is we're just speculating but my question to you both um how do you see revelation 12 as um, it kind of, you know, as it kind of intertwines with who the Antichrist is or even this person here, because we know that there's a war in heaven, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering, what does the war in heaven articulate? Like, what's happening in heavenlies? How does that translate to what's actually happening on earth? And could the actions that we're seeing with Emmanuel Crone and just all the things that are supposed to play into what's happening today. Can you kind of see how that could be playing in as far as the actions in heaven uh, happening? Now, I'll just listen to your answer on, on the air. All right, Derek. Thank you for your call today. We appreciate it. It's a great question. Uh, one of the things about what you're asking there is we don't have any way of knowing how uh, long that war takes place or how quickly it'll be taken care of. I tend to think that it's going to happen quickly. Uh, but what we do know about that war is we know that the Bible tells us that when uh, Satan and his angels stand up to fight against Michael and his angels, that Satan lose, uh, he loses that war and he and his angels are bound to the earth at that point. So we know from that scripture that he has access right now to God. We, we know from the book of Job because we see it very clearly in Scripture there where he comes into the counsel of God and the angels and, and they have their conversation about Job. But we also know here because one of the things it says is that he is the accuser of our brethren and he accuses us day and night before God. 
And it tells us that the way we overcome his accusations is by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So this is happening now. So he has that access in heaven. That's a scripture that helps you understand that. When he loses, though, it says that he will go after the woman, which is Israel, and that he'll be filled with great wrath because he knows his time is short. That's a clue that tells us when he's going to be bound to the earth is going to be the exact same time that that Antichrist is going to be revealed because it tells us that he goes after the woman and the woman's protected by the wings of the great eagle for time, times, and half a time. That's the three and a half years of the great tribulation. And so we speculate there as well. We believe that when Satan is cast down, he will actually physically uh, possess the Antichrist and the Antichrist will then stand up on the Temple Mount and declare that he's God and demand to be worshipped as God. And so we know the timing of that war, at least uh, getting to the point to where Satan loses and he's cast down, that that happens at that same exact time as the time of the abomination and desolation. And so I hope that answers your question. It's, you know, that's how we understand that. And that's a great question. And that's a wonderful chapter of the Bible that helps us understand a whole lot about end time prophecy. So. D- did you say where the, where this was in the timeline of, of how we see it in, say, the final seven years on, on when that war occurs? Did you say that? I, I don't know. If, I didn't think I heard it, but you might have said it. I, the only thing that we understand... Uh, uh, from that is that the devil will lose his place and be cast to the earth. He'll he'll be bound to the earth, I guess I should say. He doesn't really have a place in heaven. He can just come back and talk to God. But he will be bound to the earth at that point, and that starts the great tribulation. So that's the time, times, and the dividing of time. Um, so one, that's that's not going to happen today. Right. That, that hasn't already happened. Correct. You're saying it's going to happen somewhere right before the Antichrist is revealed, is what it sounds like you're saying. It, I believe that it happens in... Uh, right there when the abomination desolation happens. So I think it happens, the, the culmination of the war happens right there at the abomination desolation, which is three and a half years into the final seven years. Satan is cast out and then is essentially, basically possesses the person that will be the Antichrist? Yeah, and that's, that's a speculation because we don't have that in Scripture. But we know that when Judas went out to betray Jesus that the scriptures tell us that when he went out, the devil possessed him at that point and, uh, you know, and, and helped complete the task that the devil was trying to do. And so we, we figured that's probably the same thing that's going to happen with the Antichrist. He'll be possessed by um, the devil himself, and that's where he'll declare that he's God and to be worshipped as God because that's what the devil's always wanted. Someone earlier in the show wanted to know if we felt like the Antichrist knew that they were the Antichrist or if... Um, or they just had bad motives and then eventually know that they're in the Antichrist, or will they ever know? So it sounds like you're saying they don't know today. They don't know. They won't know tomorrow or anytime soon, yeah. as far as we can tell. Um, but they will perhaps know when when that that thing that that possession happens, or the speculation of the possession happens. You know, Vince, I think that whoever the Antichrist is, they think that they'll be helping the world. Mm. And they think they're the answer to the world's problems, is what I think. Uh, But that is speculation as well. Mm. I don't know that the Antichrist knows he's the Antichrist. I don't believe the two witnesses know who they are yet. But they will when God fills them with the Holy Ghost and and says, go now and do this. I think the same thing is probably going to happen with the Antichrist. He doesn't really know he's the Antichrist until this happens. And then 
he'll understand that he's working under the authority and the power of the devil. You almost convinced me that I know the Antichrist personally because I have some friends that think they're the answer to the world. So, uh, <laughs> But <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, Doug. Yes. It's time for a very special segment. It's a new one. Maybe you've <laughs> never been a part of it, but it's going to be special for you if you haven't. Or right. if you have, the Joe Show. Joe from New York, welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, as always, you guys look beautiful. I love looking at you guys. You, you like my haircut, part- Joe? Yeah, it's terrific. <laughs> hey, everybody in the comments, type the Joe Show. Show Joe uh, your support, the Joe Show. Oh, briefly, I want to, it's always nice hearing Brother John. His voice is getting stronger. I encourage everyone to pray for John's vocal cords to be totally healed. Amen. That's a little thing. And actually, what's going? There's so many things listening to you. We, can, I could be on this phone for at least two or three hours just <laughs> talking about what I think is taking place in heaven and back it up scripturally. But we won't go there because that would take too long. But Macron is proven with his history, like like you mentioned when he put that ten ten nation uh, ten country military thing. I think we, what we're seeing is a shaking going on, as it says in the scriptures, and a separating going on. And as things unfold, things will become clearer. Right now, what we see happening in Europe with the United Nations and those clowns in Devos, the uh, World Economic Forum. Hey, they're moving to China this summer, Joe. Yeah, uh, that's a good place. I wish they would stay there and shut up. That would be a very good thing. But yeah, it's it's all all the pieces are coming together, and there's so much to to discuss from from the headlines. But us as believers, we have to just hang in there and keep praying against evil, keep pleading the power and covering of the blood of Messiah Jesus, because that's how we will overcome the evil that we see in our nation and taking place. But I think, yeah, this guy, Macron, he's a genuine potato head, and he don't know. They're, they're all deceived. They, don't, they think they're doing good. Right. They are fooled by Satan. They think that they're doing good. That's what, as, as believers and knowing the truth, we have to continually pray for them, but also pray against the actions that they're doing and pray against, you know, the father of lies. we got to continually, I'm every night here, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm praying, I'm praying evil out of the city and state of New York. Joe, I we got to let guys. you go. We're right up at the end of the show, so sorry about that. We right, always Joe. love hearing from you. God bless you. Doug, anything to say as we wrap it up? Well, you know, I know right now with all the crazy things going on in the world, it's easy to get worked up and get worried. But, you know, Jesus told us these things were going to happen in Matthew 24. And he said, but the end will not come until this gospel is preached into the entire world. So we've we got to get busy. we got to start preaching to the entire world. Everybody needs to do JPC so they can learn this and get out there and teach it. Absolutely. Endtime.com slash JPC is where you go to enroll so you can be prepared to tell your friends and family about what's happening in the world today. Also, lots of free content at endtime.com and watch.endtime.com. See you right back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time.